Welcome to Radwell's Automation Nation. Adjust the volume or put your favorite earbuds in and let's explore the manufacturing and automation industry together. I promise you if you love the industry or just cool technology, you will love our podcast. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 14 of Radwell Automation Nation podcast. In this episode, Rob and I are going to tell you what you need to know about vendor managed inventory or VMI for short. What is vendor managed inventory? Vendor managed inventory is a supply chain agreement where vendors or suppliers manage, maintain, and optimize their inventory while it's in the possession of a buyer. In other words, it's an inventory management system where inventory is replaced for the buyer or retailer without them having to initiate a purchase order. The buyer or retailer shares their inventory data with a vendor, and the vendor determines order size and frequency. Fortunately, my co-host Rob is a bit of an expert on this topic and is going to share some insights from his experiences in this episode. Rob, what are some of the benefits of VMI for manufacturers? Yeah, thanks, Julie. Expert, I definitely feel like I've put in my 10,000 hours on this for sure, right? So Certainly you have. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, some of the benefits of vendor-managed inventory, it's really a value-add service that we can provide to the customer, right? So, you know, we're already selling a lot of these products, but this is another value-add service we can provide being on site and, and counting inventory, managing it, right? So it also allows us to provide, you know, ongoing support of obsolete inventory. And, and you know, that's a really big value add that, that Radwell brings to the table. Absolutely. That's one of our specialties, right? Having obsolete items in stock often. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and in a lot of cases, you'll find that a storeroom, a storeroom attendant is replacing these, a maintenance manager are replacing these items with the replacement product, new product, you know, other options. Whereas we may be able to support that for years to come with our inventory. That's got to be a major benefit for some of some of these plants that have equipment that's really getting close to obsolete or just has been around for a long time. And to replace it would be extremely cost prohibitive. In a lot of cases, it is. So the retrofit upgrades typically follow replacements. And in a lot of cases, the budgets don't support that. You don't have to have the, the on-site engineering staff to be able to support that. Right. You know, so this is just, we keep what you have running, running longer. And we just make it happen regardless of what it takes to make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. It allows us to cross to, you know, our product line of Radwell verified subs where applicable. You know, that that's a huge cost savings initiative. And that's when you talk value add, that's something we can bring to the table in addition with our VMI, right? So, you know, you've got this particular OEM product. We've got this Radwell verified sub. It's a drop-in replacement, same form, fit, and function, and it's significantly cheaper. Wow. That sounds like a really good deal. And it's it's creates minimal recurring reoccurring efforts for, for POs, right? So you're going to see what you need, let's say monthly, every two weeks. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, you know, we're going to go ahead and tell you what you need based on the min max is provided to us. One PO goes and replenishes that stock. It allows for relationship building, right? So storeroom attendants, maintenance managers, engineers, plant managers, who are the stakeholders in this particular project? And usually you can build upon your uh, initial relationships with a, a, a service like this. Additional opportunities. Uh, so, you know, for, from a Radwell standpoint, the, where we can really be beneficial is we have as mentioned earlier, the obsolete inventory. We've got a unbelievable amount of surplus inventory to support that. We've got the rad subs, as mentioned. We can repair. We can also introduce asset recovery opportunities you know, while on site. Uh, it allows our customers to normalize their inventory levels. It allows us to boost the customer's productivity by taking that on. And really, it allows the experts to manage that inventory. And by experts, that's us. So we're handling the 
uh, electrical supply, the electronic uh, components, and, and you know, we are the experts in that space. What are some of the things a manufacturing operation potentially has to work out when it comes to adopting a VMI program? Yeah. So, I mean, a couple of things. One space, how are we going to manage it? How often do you need someone on site counting the inventory? Does it vary like from operation to operation? It's not like set like every time you do a VMI, there's three people on site every two weeks. Or does it like vary from site to site? Yeah. So, I mean, there's your typical VMI companies. And then then there's VMI that we offer, right? So, uh, we're, we're typically going to utilize our outside sales staff. And so, they may be in an area every week. They may be in an area bi-monthly. They may be in an area monthly. It allows additional conversation with our customer about their needs, right? So min maxes can ultimately be adjusted for the frequency that someone's going to be on site counting. So if you need a min of one, a max of four, and that's weekly, you know, weekly count, but we can't get somebody there once every two weeks, let's say, we can, we can up those counts a bit to adjust for the availability of an on-site um, salesperson. Got it. Is there ever a situation where a customer uses two different vendors for different parts of their inventory that aren't related to each other? Yeah, sure. And we we see this in a few of the opportunities that we have available. So, you know, in, in the case of one that we've spent some time on recently, we're handling electronic components like relays, cables and connectors and, and, and sensors and prox switches and limit switches, you know, the list goes on. Um, but there's another vendor in that's that's managing safety supplies and, and, and gloves, greases and oils and bearings and things like that. Um, so it's a collaborative effort. We very rarely cross paths. We, you know, go in on our time frame and manage the inventory that we've been, uh, we've been tasked with. All right, so let's talk about cost of uh, of cabinets or storage solutions. Like we actually put a cabinet or a storage solution into these facilities, do we not? Yes and no. So, right, it depends. There's a list of qualifying questions. So, with any opportunity, whether it's a sales opportunity, a VMI opportunity, you know, whatever it might be, there should be a list of qualifying questions to get an understanding of what 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 are the expectations. What are we getting into? Uh, how are we going to manage it? Can we manage it? Can we meet the expectations? And that, or exceed them. Or exceed them <laughs> in, in most cases. And, and so we need, we need to ask those questions. And, and in a particular instance we've done recently, we provided a cabinet. We were given the space. We provided the cabinet. Um, the layout of the units were, were given to us, and, and, and we went by the customer specs. There are other flavors of VMI, and, and there's many flavors of VMI, where the customer may already have a cabinet, they may already have a bin system in place, and you're just you know essentially going in, creating your barcode solution so that you can scan, keep the quantities, you know, do your reorders, and, and, and all of that. It really comes down to the, what the customer's needs are. Do we have anybody specifically in Radwell locations that services the VMI, meaning that when that person who's checking the inventory goes and enters what they need to replenish the inventory, is there a specific department that handles that inventory and getting that back out to our VMI clients? No, not today. So today it is an outside salesperson on site 
using a handheld or an app on the iPhone that ties into our ERP system. Um, that'll will generate a, a a reorder document, whether it's it's systematic or it's it's instant a raw data file. You know, someone is tasked. It's it's usually a higher level manager is tasked with organizing that data and then ultimately getting it to an inside salesperson that's responsible for you know working with that account. They'll then go ahead and create the quote or adjust the quote as necessary and get it to the customer. So, given that this has been successful, it is not necessarily a requirement to have a specific department to manage this because we have, you know, a massive amount of staff managing inventory parameters anyway. So that actually works and integrates well in our environment to be able to help these VMI clients. Yeah, today it does. And, and you know, for us, it's on a small scale today. I'd say we're at the introductory level for, you know, wh- how we're handling this. You know, we've spent some time over the year here recently creating the infrastructure putting together the training docs, right? The qualifying questions we talked about earlier, how to create barcode labels, the the system on the iPhone and the app that ties into our ERP and how we're going to handle it and how we're going to quote it. So, you know, the infrastructure is is in place currently and will allow us to scale up uh, the opportunities pretty, pretty quickly. So what would you leave a potential VMI client with if they had gone through and heard everything that you just mentioned and they were on the fence? What would you leave with them that would that would be something that would be valuable for them to know in order to make the right decision for their business? How often do you find yourself replacing part numbers uh, due to availability? If you find you're replacing them often, that's an area we can help. Is cost savings an important initiative to you and your plant? I'd have to say today, more and more you're hearing yes. It always seems to be one of the top initiatives. That's an area we can help. Are there any types of businesses, any types of operations that are completely unsuited to VMI and would not be where we would not recommend that they they adopt a VMI system? Ones that already have one in place. So you're saying if they have, if somebody has a vendor managed inventory system, even partially, they should stick to what they have and not try to patchwork, create a VMI solution with other vendors. So, you know, the, the benefit of having our outside sales staff on site and, and, and the relationships we have are, are to understand our customers' pain points. And, and that should be one of the questions we're asking. What are your pain points? Uh, how are you handling your electronic supply, your, your switches, your sensors, which you're going to see in every, in every plant? Are you happy with how they're being handled today? Yeah, and then the other questions with back to availability and cost savings, and then we can probably tailor a solution. Now, are we gonna want to go in and count nuts and bolts and conduit and wire and things like that? Maybe, probably not. Where we are, the experts is in the electronic supply, right? The, yeah, the automation supply um, and all the components that go within, and and that's where our focus should be. We can provide a ton of value. Yeah. I feel like having us count nuts and bolts is like killing a fly with a fire extinguisher. Yeah. You don't need us to count nuts and bolts. I know I use that saying a lot. We don't need to be in there for that. We need to be in there for things where we can provide value. Yeah. And it goes to your question earlier about can you have two VMI vendors on site managing inventory so that that there are companies out there that are fantastic at counting nuts and bolts and conduit and, and managing all of that. They've got the systems in place that are vending machines or, or, or wage systems that are phoning home, you know, new counts or when it's time to re-up supply. And they're very good at that. So there's no reason to reinvent that wheel. Exactly. Exactly. Are there adjustments companies do have to make to have a VMI system? Do they have to change their way of operating in order to adopt a system like this to get the additional help? 
yeah, in some instances, someone has to you know release some control. You know, I can think of a scenario where the items that we are currently managing in this VMI solution were all on a pegboard on a wall in the maintenance manager's office, and and he ran it that way for years. He knew exactly what was there, exactly where it was, exactly how many they needed. Unfortunately, he was moving towards retirement, and that wasn't necessarily going to work for the next, uh, you know, the, the next regime. And that's where, where we came in. Right. You know, and he had to organize what, what, what do we have? What do we need? What are the quantities? What are the mins, the max, the reorders? Um, you know, all of that, how are we going to lay it out? And basically what he did by providing us with the opportunity is he took that responsibility off of his people. And, you know, he took that tribal knowledge, if you will, and that self-management then off of his people's shoulders, they didn't have to, 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 to figure it out or how they were going to handle it. You know, day one following his retirement, they were, they were off and running. That's good, actually. Now, what about the highly secure environment? Places like nuclear power plants, they probably wouldn't opt to go for a VMI system. If you're in a highly secure environment where it's hard to get in and out of and you have to have specialized security clearance just to walk in the building, it would be pretty hard to adopt something like that, right? I mean, we could draw that assumption, sure, but having stepped foot in some of those facilities, you can go through the security protocols, you can fill out the paperwork, you can watch the videos, you can you can prepare yourself with the PPE or you know, necessary to go on site and just have a plan. Um, I, I don't think it's impossible and that it can't be done. We don't do those today, but like anything else, uh, present, presented with a challenge, I think we can we can overcome it and find a solution. Right. Is there anything else that you would want to tell our listeners that are potentially on the fence about VMI, something that would help them make a decision? So from a Radwell standpoint, I can think of, you know, I go back to some earlier comments. Are you finding yourself replacing components that are no longer available? Are you finding yourself uh, in, in, in need of a retrofit upgrade on, a, on an existing production machine that you don't have the budget or, or, or the staff to handle on your own? Do you purchase obsolete inventory? Do you do do you know Radwell for po- obsolete inventory? Is cost savings an initiative? If any, if you can answer yes to any of those, then then yeah, we can provide a solution. We've thrown a lot of information out there, and hopefully, it provided some value for you. Once you consider all the benefits and potential challenges, you can determine if your manufacturing operation would benefit from a VMI program. If you think VMI is a good fit for your organization, we would love to connect you to our team at Radwell who can assist you. Just email automationnation at radwell.com and we will get you connected to the right people to help you get started. If you like this podcast, we'd also love to have you leave us a review wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thank you for joining us for episode 14 of Radwell Automation Nation. Until next time. To learn more about Radwell, visit radwell.com or connect with us on social media. To contact us about this podcast, email automationnation at radwell.com. Thanks for joining us.